Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today I'm dipping into my email. Well, really, uh, I got this comment on YouTube, and it was such a panicky little message that I thought, okay, maybe I'll take this one on, because I think it applies to a lot of people who are listening to this podcast. So, it is from Rasmita Limbu. I think I got that right. Rasmita Limbu. And I know it says she because I saw her avatar on link, uh, YouTube. So it says, hello, Victor. Hello, Rasmita. I'm from Nepal. Uh, it's been just two months and she's established a company. Uh, it's an IT company called One Technologies. I hope she doesn't mind me sharing the name. And it does web designing, branding, uh, does some apps for software, software apps, and a bunch of other stuff from what I gather. And she says, I'm working here as a marketing officer or simply the overall client relationship person, you know, relationship with customers, interaction, promotion, branding, and all the above. She says, so I have a question. What if a client said to you, yes, I'm planning to build a website. I would love to, but could you please give me more time to think about it? Ooh think about it. Don't like that. So simply, you know, what should I do when the, when the person says, can you just call me back? And I say, yeah. Uh, and they said, call me back after a week. And I agree to that. And then when I call them back a week later, they say, uh, I, I need more time. And so the question is, is that okay if I continuously call him? And she goes, sometimes I feel awkward calling them continuously until they don't give me their decision. You know, they simply don't give her a decision. Now, Razmita, you came to the right person. So I wanted to really take this one on because I think this applies to a lot of people. So let's kind of break this down, Razmita, okay? So you're a marketing officer, so you're selling web services, you're building website and I'm sure apps and all those wonderful things that go around, you know, building a social media presence, right? When a client tells you, yeah, I'm planning to build a website, I would love to, just give me some time to think about it. What I want you to do, Rosmita, is go back to my podcast titled, I'll Think About It, so you'll know how to respond. In a nutshell, it goes something like this. When a customer tells me, uh, I need to think about it, Victor, I usually say something like this. Mr. Customer, when somebody tells me they need to think about it, they're usually not interested or they're interested but not sure. Which one is it? Are you not interested or are you interested but not sure? Now, if the client is really interested, they're gonna say, you know, Victor, I am interested, I'm just not sure. Then you're gonna follow up. There's three reasons people are not sure. One is you don't see our company as a fit. In other words, you don't believe we can help you. They're gonna say, no, 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 I really believe you can help me. Second, maybe you don't have the functionality. In other words, maybe they're looking for something specific in the new website design or something, maybe some widgets or something in the apps. We don't have the functionality. And they may say, no, no, you know, you know, you seem to have everything we need. Then you're going to say, Mr. Customer, well, if we as a company are a fit, we have the resources to build out the functionality of this website, then I'm left to conclude that if it's not a fit, we are a fit, we have the functionality, the features, it has to be finance. Is that it? Now, typically, it's going to be one of those three. If they say, no, 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 we have the money, then it has to be the fourth one, which is fear. In other words, they don't trust you. But typically, it's one of the three. They don't see you as a fit. Maybe you can't do what they want, functionality, or it's money. 
finance. So what I want you to do, Rasmita, is I want you to memorize that funneling conversation. Remember, ask them first, uh, not interested or interested but not sure. If they say interested but not sure, you say, great, people who tell me they're interested but not sure are not sure for three reasons. The first one is, do you see us as a fit? Yes, I see you as a fit. Two, do we have the functionality, the features? Do we have to, you know, what we need to offer you, do we have it? They're going to say, yes, you do. Then I'm left to assume that if it's not fit, it's not functionality, it has to be finance. And if they still say, no, no, it's not finance, then they're, it's fear. They're afraid of something. And your job is to figure out what that is. What I love about that strategy is that they have to give you something. See, right now, you're walking out of that meeting, Rosbita, and you don't know. When somebody says they're going to think about it, they're not going to think about it. Again, if you listen to my past podcast, you know what I'm talking about. The Ebbinghaus curve basically says, within 24 hours, people will forget 75% of what you just said. Let me say it again. Within 24 hours, people will forget 75% of what you've just said. So let's say that you're calling this person for a month. Well, studies have shown that most people forget 90% of what you've said within 30 days. So even if you're calling them, it doesn't matter. They've forgotten most of what you said or priorities have shifted and you're no longer a priority. Getting a website going is no longer a priority. So when you're at the meeting, Rasmita, when you're at the meeting, your goal is to close. Listen to me, your goal is to close. And let me explain to you what I mean by a close. First, let's talk about what the real issues are. Three issues you currently have. One, when you're presenting something in your message, something in your presentation is not compelling enough. There's something wrong with your pitch. There's something wrong with your presentation. It's not compelling enough, which leads us to number two. Because it's not compelling, maybe you're not creating a sense of urgency. You're not creating a sense of urgency. Let me be specific by what I mean by that. And that is, you need to let the customer know that every day they have a lousy website, they have a horrible website, they have a bad website, they have a crappy website, they're losing business. I mean, ask the customer something like this. Mr. Customer, on average, you know, what is the average sale off your website worth? And he's going to give you a number. Let's say it's a thousand bucks, right? Well, Mr. Customer, if you're losing one or two customers every day or even every week, how much is that costing you every week? And the customer's got to say, well, it's costing us maybe a thousand, maybe two thousand a week. So every month, you're losing four to eight thousand dollars. So, in other words, make them feel the pain of how much money they're losing. And you need to do that. You need to ask those key questions, talk about all the opportunities they're losing. For example, you could also tie in opportunity costs or the lifetime value of a customer. What do I mean by that, Rasmita? If they lose one customer, they lost a thousand dollars. But if they have won that customer, if they had captured that customer and got them to buy, typically a customer will buy more. So the lifetime value of a customer may be like two or three thousand dollars. In other words, in the future they're going to buy two, three thousand dollars, right? Let's say it's three thousand dollars in the future they're going to buy over the next two, three years. That means that they lost a thousand bucks on the sale, but they also lost the revenue potential of three thousand for that one customer, which means. The real value of losing a customer is not a thousand bucks; it's four thousand. And Mr. Customer, if you're losing two every week, what is that costing you? This is why you need to hire us. So, one, your message is not compelling enough. Two, you're not creating a sense of urgency because you're not really showing them how they're losing money. Create the pain. Three. The goal is always to close the deal there, Rasmita. What do I mean by close the deal? Look, if you can grab the sale, get them to commit to a contract, great. 
But let's say that this is a longer or more complex sale. If it's a simple sale, let's close the deal right there. But if other people have to be involved or you need to do something else, study the site, whatever it may be, then the close is advancing the sale. What do I mean by that? I want you to imagine that you're going to go in there not to close the sale. In other words, get the money. Let's assume that you can't do it. But what you want to do is close on the next step. And let's say that the next step is to sit with their marketing person to basically create a site map, basically what website's going to look like, create a site map for the company. And so what you can do is towards the end, as you're building towards your close, you say, Mr. Customer, the next step in our process, and if you're interested, is we're going to set a date right now and we're going to create a site map for you. All I need is a small commitment from you to say that you want to move forward with this. And if you can get some type of written commitment or financial commitment, maybe a 10% down, that'd be great. And again, the site map could be just an outline, a skeleton of what that website's going to look like, but get some form of commitment. If you walk out of that room without any form of commitment, Rasmita, pretty much the deal is done. You're not going to get the meeting again. It's going to be that much more difficult. So again, let's go through it again. One, your message is not compelling enough. Two, you're not creating a sense of urgency. And three, Get some type of closure, whether it's closing the deal, getting the money, or moving to the next step. Figure out what your close is. That's it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, This one's really personal, and I love this one because I know many of you are struggling when a customer says, let me think about it. It's one of the biggest objections or the most often heard objection we get from our clients. Anyway. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. And as always, I greatly appreciate you guys leaving me comments. And I do my best to try to answer some of your questions. But I'm getting so many that it's getting harder. Also, check out my sales training website, SeminarsOnSelling.com. You know the deal. You're going to find great training programs. If you have not gone to this site, you really should check it out. I added new programs that I think you're going to like. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.